The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Arlen Suderman joins us with FC Stone. As we look at the markets, Arlen, I wish we could have a positive Wednesday. And unfortunately, we saw a big collapse going on in the soybean market. Yeah, it really did. That's what led the way today. And uh, uh, fundamentally, there's not a whole lot that changed other than uh, uh, the fact that we there have been rumors all week long that there was ever since the weekend when President Trump came out uh, making controversial comments uh, supporting China's ZTE Corporation. Um, and it, that's a corporate company that had taken a big hit after we put our sanctions on Iran and it was about to go under. Uh, there was a word from uh, sources close to negotiations that uh, uh, basically there was talk of China uh, backing off of any talk of any threats of tariffs against U.S. agricultural commodities if we would provide support or uh, support ZTE Corporation. And so Trump came out and made a statement, and, and that provides support for soybean prices. However, there's still no agreement announced, and President Trump uh, came out today and said the two sides are still far apart and instead the talks this round of talks was scheduled to start yesterday and he said they hadn't even started yet uh so that really pulled the rug out from underneath the soybean market we did have some support earlier this week from the soy meal market and tightness in argentina um but uh no fresh news there so the the bears really had the momentum today we fell through chart support and that just accelerated the losses you know you look at the the outside market influences and when i say that i guess i'm talking washington dc and the influence that they have had on these markets i think more than what producers they had initially thought it would have effect as we hear discussions going to happen discussions not going to happen nafta needs to be in by thursday will it make it so there's a lot of pressure there yeah we've really seen a lot more of that than what we normally normally it's either fund influence uh, for various reasons or which still i guess is part of it but uh for you know their typical reasons or it's uh supply and demand news um but this time around uh it's really the focus on what's happening with trade. Uh, soybean traders um, are very afraid of this 25% tariff that China has threatened. Um, I, I don't believe that China wants to put that 25% tariff on um, because it would really hurt them if it happened. Uh, so I don't, you know, I'm not as worried about it, but I don't have money at stake, so to speak. And of course, producers do have money at stake, so they're concerned as well. Um, but uh, that's that's the big uh, big concern right now. You know, you look at uh, the corn market. Are they just being drug along by the soybean action at this point? Well, they were drug lower. They've been trying to hold on, trying to move higher. Um, if you look at really over the last couple of months, last several months, uh, we've been uh, for the most part higher highs and higher lows, been trending higher. Uh, improving fundamentals for the corn market. Uh, the more we learn about what's going on in China, uh, with drawing down of their surplus stocks there because of the strong demand that we see there, um, the more friendly I get to the corn market long term. But there's no imminent threat right now to supply, so there's no real reason to to just sustain a rally and go straight up. So when you have soybeans next door 
uh, falling like this, uh, posting almost 20 cent losses, uh, that's going to have a negative impact on corn. And I guess the encouragement is is that we were only down three cents, and we really didn't do any uh, real chart damage today. Let's hope that we don't. Could the end of the week trade be more important to this old crop July and new crop December contracts? Well, certainly, as you're looking at the weekly charts, uh, from a producer standpoint, you'd rather the week finish strong than finish weak. Uh, that certainly has a big impact. And uh, we'd love to see some strength in here and, and get a nice reversal. Uh, if we could see some follow-through strength back and get corn back up and, and take out last week's high, that'd put a, a nice, uh, friendly reversal on the weekly chart, and that tends to draw more fund money if it happens. But soybeans did quite a bit of chart damage today. We finished the July contract below $10 by a, a quarter cent. Uh, his Historically, that 9.95 to 10 dollar level has been very significant to chart watchers. So it's important that we hold that. It's also important that we hold November contract above 10 dollars. The wheat market, we call that the shining, the shining light in this grain trade today. Yeah, the wheat market was encouraged to see some strength right at the end. Uh, Kansas City leading the way as it should be. Uh, we're hearing more talk of about abandonment in the southern plains. We are seeing some early harvest activity take place down in far south Texas. It's really not representative of, of the rest of the state of Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, so we can't make too many conclusions from yield. But we are seeing a little bit just indicative of the time that we're in now, that it's mid-May and time for the wheat harvest to start. On the other hand, you look at how far delayed Kansas and Nebraska wheat is, and it's got a long ways to go before wheat harvest. And that means it's going to have to go through more heat, most likely, before we're ready to harvest. And the video that's going around social media today coming out of the Kansas Wheat uh, Association with the hail that hit, not a pretty yeah. sight. Not at all, and it's every farmer's nightmare to see that kind of hail harvesting it there uh, with the insurance instead of with the combine. Um, not good at all, and that's an, another reason. I mean, in big picture scheme, the hail damage wasn't significant to the big picture, but it's just a contributor. One more thing to the freeze damage to the drought, and, and another reason why I suspect that the USDA's uh, hard red winter wheat production estimate that we saw last week will probably be the highest that we see this year. Well, stick around, folks. We do have more of the Fontenelle Final Bell coming up here after the break. We'll take a look at the happenings of what happened today in the livestock trade and any other thoughts that Arlen Suderman might have. It is the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network. You. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. As we head into the second segment, Arlen Suderman joins us. He is, of course, with F.C. Stone. We jump the fence, maybe pun intended, over to the livestock side of the trade. These cattle com uh, contracts trying to get some stabilization going on for today after kind of a bumpy start to the week. Yeah, and not very successful at it, finishing on a weak note. Uh, cash trade opening up late yesterday in the Southern Plains at 117. That's down $9 over a two-week period of time. Not really a surprise, but more than what we'd like to have seen from a producer standpoint. Packer margins are huge right now. 
uh, and that means the packers can afford to pay up, but they don't have to because there's so many cattle there, and the feeders know that there's cattle there, and so they're offering, uh, they're willing to accept lower money just to get their cattle moved before the price falls further. That's still a tremendous basis. That's uh, what sixteen dollar basis or so. Um, if I can do my math right, I guess fifteen dollar basis. So we're still talking about tremendous positive basis. Uh, and when you look at that August contract now, trading below one hundred dollars at ninety nine oh five to finish today off. That uh, that's a little bit ominous as we look forward down the road, and uh, we certainly hope the cash doesn't fall that far. You know, there has been, you talk about the cash falling farther, many producers wondering where is going to be that level where we see things start to turn back around as we, we see the drops. Yeah, and with the cash still well above the board, the two need to come together, but they don't have to do so uh, until the end of June. We are seeing good demand uh, on the domestic side. We're seeing active domestic demand with barbecuing, uh, Mother's Day weekend last weekend, a lot of graduation parties going on with grilling. We've got Memorial Day weekend coming up to provide some more grilling support. We've got baseball warming up, and that uses more product as well. So it's it's all good from that standpoint. On the export side, though, when we look at this strength of this dollar, that does start to affect export. Uh, and so that is a concern going forward, particularly with this wall of cattle. So far, the product market is holding up. Uh, the main problem is the big supply of cattle, meaning we've, we've got to have even more demand yet. Well, speaking of exports, with all this trade discussions going on with China, and I know even Japan has some interest in everything, going to continue to have a dark cloud, dark cloud that is over these markets? It does. NAFTA is more of a pork issue than it is a beef, but uh, tomorrow's been kind of the uh, deadline that uh, House Speaker Paul Ryan put on the NAFTA negotiations if we're going to have an agreement, get it through before the midterm elections. Uh, and uh, there's no indication yet that we're going to have that agreement by tomorrow. Uh, when you look at the Trans-Pacific, that's kind of cooled down and, and nothing's happened there. Uh, the trade talks with China... So uh, overall, the trade chatter uh, continues to be on the negative side right now, and we're just not seeing a lot of new news to give us some hope. What about for these hogs? I mean, we've seen some contracts that have been kind of on the mixed side today. Yeah, and some general, probably more support in the nearbys. We're seeing some good cash movement. We're finally seeing a little bit of that seasonal strength come in on the product side, um, particularly when you look at... Uh, uh, the the baseball I mentioned earlier, the game's getting going and now it's starting to pick up the crowds. The weather's nicer, more brats are going on the grill. Uh, that all plays into it. Uh, this is a time when we start to tighten up the supply just a little bit. And and so the, the board is kind of leading the cash higher, the opposite of what we're seeing in the cattle market and uh, seeing some good firm undertones. There's been a lot of sensitivity to the NAFTA talks and that was a big bearish issue on Tuesday, but today they kind of bounced back and, and kind of ignored that today. Arlen, I'm kind of curious. It has been so dry, and we've heard of all the frustrations from a grain complex um, to the southern part of the U.S. From a cattle perspective, I haven't heard a lot about maybe decreases in herd numbers and having to do some liquidation because it's been so dry. 
You're right. There hasn't been a lot of talk about that. Uh, we have heard some anecdotal reports. We know that pasture and feed is very tight. We've certainly seen that in some of the data about hay supplies being tight. Uh, there's been a big move toward planting whatever short-term forage could be planted and harvested here this spring. So there's been that push. We know there's some problems, but we haven't heard of some of the widespread liquidation of cow herds like we've seen in some past droughts, and and uh, hopefully we won't as, as well. All right, Arlen, uh, anything else that you want folks to remember as we head through the rest of this trading week? Yeah, it, really watching the, what the weather, and uh, particularly in the Midwest, we've still got some areas in the northwestern Midwest that are struggling to get the corn planted that could switch acreage. Also watching the dry weather in Australia where it's quite dry right now and they're planting wheat and also in Brazil with the Safrina corn crop. Sounds good. Best way for folks to reach you, Arlen? INTLFCstone.com Make sure you follow him on Twitter. Lots of information throughout the trading day. That is the Fontenelle Final Bell. Arlen Suderman joining us with FC Stone. Thanks again to Fontenelle on all your local Fontenelle dealers right here on the Rural Radio Network. listening to the Rural Radio Network.